Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. So today we're just talking about the CCR that we've been reading recently just for fun. Um, Narelle's has two. I also have two. <laughs> Valerie, how many do you have? Um, I have two and a bonus, but we can go with two. Okay. Well, we'll see what we're seeing. Cooney has not been reading, so no. she has not oh. Well, you can go first and we can do your third at the end. Yeah. Or, or not, but we can try that. Cooney's <laughs> done. She's like out. She's done and, and it's so hot in this room today, people. Oh. It's so, so hot. So snuggling a fuzzball is <laughs> not as fun as it is in winter. Let me put yeah. it that way. Fair. Um, so the first book that I want to talk about today is a new to me author. Have you guys read anything by L.M. Karen? No. No. I read Summertime Lilies. Brittany is a single mom. She's a nurse at a cancer clinic. And so part of the story revolves around her cousin, Lily, who comes in every Thursday for cancer treatment. So if that is going to be a trigger for you. This might not be your story. However, really I thought it was really well done. Oh. Yeah. Um, she She's really instrumental in the story. It's not her romance. She's happily married. Um, but she basically, she really helps Brittany to learn how and to understand how to live joyfully in the moment. And so that's a really pivotal part of it. Meanwhile, um, Matt is a middle school teacher and he buys the house next door okay. and Brittany's son Grady who's six years old befriends Matt and Grady being a wise six-year-old and they're almost as smart as when they were five I'm here to tell you almost um understands like the problems that the adults in his life has and he has the perfect solution right Matt needs a roommate mom needs a husband Grady needs a dad. We can solve this. Right. Right. I'm following the yeah. dots. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed, like, really a lot enjoyed this sweet, simple romance with the addition of the Lily storyline. So there is a trigger warning in there. Um, but because that's not a trigger for me at this time, I I just I thought it was beautifully woven in. And book two is on my Kindle. And that is not always the case with books that I come here and talk about. But I really, really enjoyed this one a lot. Cool. Sounds good. Ooh, but I can't be tempted looks right now. So No, I understand. <laughs> so no for me for right now, because I just can't do the cancer stuff. So. Understood. Yep. Narelle, you want to do next? Well, I would read that book just to add in, particularly if Valerie's added the second book to her Kindle. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big statement. That <laughs> yes. Is, that is a it big is. endorsement. It, it is. It doesn't always happen. You guys can kind of read between the lines sometimes, listeners. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to talk about a book that has been mentioned on the podcast before, which is A Wide and Pleasant Place by Valerie Comer. So back in episode 88, um, Elizabeth talked about this book there. So go and check that episode out because I'm not going to revisit everything we discussed in that episode for the background of the book. So don't miss out and go check it out. So this is book one in the Farm Fresh Market Romance series. And book two has recently released, which is why I put it aside because I want to read book two and not I'm one of those readers that likes to read books close together otherwise I forget what's happened so sometimes right, I don't like to read them in order though so 
Well, anyway. I'm reading. I'm reading this series in order. You should be very proud of me. I am. <laughs> I will. Gold stars. Gold star. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So I really enjoyed this book. And so Brittany is one of the Santoros who we met in the Urban Farm Fresh series. And she's been kind of forced to go to Galena Landing in Idaho because of something that's happened in her personal life that interfered with her job when she was in Spokane. So if you've read the Urban Farm Fresh series, you'll probably have a bit of a clue to what I'm talking about. So she's here doing a marketing job working for the town and the hero is Trey and he's a single dad. And Beth was talking about this last time because Brittany has a background with relationships where she did end up getting involved with a married man. And that was something that Beth had mentioned that people might find to be a bit tricky. Um, So that was in the back of my mind as I was reading it, but I actually didn't have a problem with that at all. It made perfect sense because the way Brittany, the way her faith, where her faith journey is, the way she thinks about relationships, she's actually in a lot of ways very contemporary to our culture in a lot of ways. So she's very much more living in the world as opposed to living in the church, if that makes a difference as well. And people often don't tell the truth in relationships. And I think she walked into a situation that someone my age would see a mile away is a massive red flag, but she's a young and a bit naive and so to me that that backstory was not a problem it wasn't a road bump at all with this book yeah so I really enjoyed it and um, she is also her faith journey was really interesting because she's really written on the coattails of her family so her nonna expects her to go to church her cousins who she's living with in Galena Landing expect her to go to church and so she kind of goes to church because that's what you do and she kind of believes because that's what everyone else does and I really liked how that was challenged in the story as to well really do you own your faith and you've stuff's happened in the past and so like God actually has an opinion on this like do you care about what God thinks about what's going on and how that's actually affecting your faith so if you like that kind of meatiness in the spiritual journey you'll always get that with Valerie but you'll definitely get it in this book with this particular storyline and then we have Trey who is just adorable and he's got a five-year-old surprise surprise Scarlett who was also adorable and the setting is we've got the farm fresh markets and we've got this delightful character called Paula who I love Paula as well she was very sweet in this book that's a meaningful character if you um knew Paula who it was based on as well so I loved how she was included in this book and um basically um he's the town planner so they're working together so it's a forced proximity they don't like each other initially they have to share an office so you've got all that kind of dynamics going on but I really appreciated the way the child custody situation played out because he was really getting a raw deal from his ex and that's not an exaggeration. She really wasn't making his life easy. And I think, I mean, I'll often say to my young adult children, the person you marry will make you or break you. And in this case, um, his ex has nearly broken him with the way that the arrangements are with his daughter and how all that works out. So I thought that was handled very sensitively as well. So I thoroughly enjoyed this book and I'm looking forward to reading in order book number two. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear that. Excellent. Excellent. All of that. I agree. Such a good book. And book two is fabulous. It's not on my list for today, but it deserves a mention. It doesn't have to be. Um, (laughs) It's really good. That is a green and vibrant hope is the second one. 
Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So my first one is uh, Blind Trust by Natalie Walters. It is romantic suspense. Um, it is the third in her snap agency. Um, I've talked about the first two. Mm. Um, I was looking forward to this as I really liked Garcia, who's the hero uh, in the previous two books. Garcia was fantastic in the first two books, and he did not disappoint in this one. I will say going into this book, um, I did not like Lila. Uh, it was very clear through all the books that Lila and Garcia were to end up together. And I was sort of team anyone but Lila for, for quite a while. <laughs> Um, so it actually, this came out and it took me a, a month or so before I finally bought it because I knew I wanted to read it, but I just didn't like Lila. Um, she gets better. So if you, you, <laughs> if you had any reservations about Lila in the first two books, this is worth reading. Lila, one, you understand a little bit more about why she is the way she is. Uh, two, she kind of gets over herself. And what, what I like is that the main issues I have with Lila, which is that she's just like reckless and doesn't think. Um, and it always seems to work out for her. She's one of those people and we've all known them in real life. It's not like she's unrealistic, but like they go and they do these stupid things, but then like everything turns out roses. And you're like, if I had done that, I would be dead. Um, that's how that yeah. would have worked out for me, <laughs> you know, or in jail or whatever. Um, and so she's just used to it always working out. And that's what drives Garcia crazy because he doesn't like seeing her putting herself at risk without really understanding that, that that's what she's doing. So um, it does create some really good tension between them. Um, and, and she is better. She, because you understand a little bit more about why she is the way she is. Um, right? I'm sorry. Because you get in her head. Cause you get, yeah. Cause you get in your head, in her head, you're not just watching her be reckless and stupid. Um, so, um, and, and it's also fun cause Garcia is like too far. He's very risk averse. So you've got the two extreme ends and what they need to do is be in the middle and they, they do eventually learn to help each other moderate. So, which is, which is always nice. Um, it was a great conclusion to the series. It was good. Um, with trad books, I often ask myself, am I glad I paid the trad price for this ebook? And I am. <laughs> so, um, because I, it's still sometimes hard to swallow $14.99 for an ebook. Um, but I would do it again. Try 20 something dollars oh, in I'm Australia. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, really good solid series recommended highly and i'm going to be looking forward to whatever natalie does next cool so, and not so suspensey i don't again i don't think it'll keep you up late at night if you can watch ncis on tv you could read this book i need to read this series it sounds really good and i think i have at least the first book maybe the second one in my we went we don't talk about how long it is see tbr list right. <laughs> No, we don't, we don't say, I've got like 80, 90 some <clears throat> books. But... Yeah. Yeah. No. And I keep, and I add like, you know, oh, right. like three or four a week and I'm like, really? Oh, but that looks good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. All right. Now I hope you all are doing that two. too. Hope you yep. all are doing that too, readers. Yep. Uh, the second one <laughs> I had read and talked about several books before by Emily Dana Botris. 
Um, and this one is called With Love Melody. And it's the first book in a different series than the one I've talked about before. So this is a friend's Tamor romance with a hint of mistaken identity or possibly the you've got mail type thing. PJ and Melody have been friends since junior high, but he really has no clue how to break down Melody's walls and show her how much he loves her. He's always loved her, right? And then his sister has this bright idea of setting them up on a dating app. And so he knows he's talking to Melody, but Melody thinks she's talking to a guy called Jeremy. TJ. Okay. So she's soon telling Jeremy all kinds of things about her upbringing that she had hidden from TJ and from literally absolutely everyone else in her life. Now he can't figure out how to reveal it's him without without yeah like, you know because yes. now he knows all this stuff that she's never trusted him with right so yeah so uh, i'm gonna say this is another story that deserves a trigger warning apparently i've been on a roll the last few weeks with those <laughs> um this one would be for parental abuse um childhood trauma so if those are specific things that are going to be triggering then this one might, you might want to pass, but, uh, but I, I thought she pulled it together really well and she didn't simplify Melody's journey at all, but um, I, there, there were some really hard scenes and it, it's not going to be one of those things where, and they lived happily ever after, you sure. know, let's have a throw a bouquet of roses and we'll all be good. So it wasn't oversimplified, it wasn't trite, but uh, I think it was really well done. And I'm looking forward to seeing them again in the next books, which are uh, TJ's siblings. So I'm sure this is gonna show back up again. Yeah. But um, yeah, Emily's a solid writer. You guys should read her. Sounds fun. That sounds really fun. So it does sound interesting. With the, um, the trigger warning, what type of abuse are we talking about? Because there is different types of parental abuse, or is that a, is that a spoiler that would ruin um, the story? It might be, but I mean, it's it's beyond neglect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so there's narcissism and um, um, so emotional abuse. It's very more emotional, I think, than than physical it's been a few weeks since i read it i'll be honest okay. and i've read probably i don't know 18 books since then possibly <laughs> it feels like it yeah um but um but there there is a hard journey in there um okay. with her mother okay. so yeah so fair warning but but it's good okay it's good jesus shines through like there That's is the best hope part. Dark, yeah. there's there's hope in dark places right yeah, and, and we and our readers can possibly come from places that are dark and and maybe we don't always feel seen. Yeah. So maybe it's cathartic and maybe it's triggering. I don't know for you, right? But yeah, have a look and see if you think it would be a, a read that that fits what you'd like to, how you'd like to delve into a topic like that. Yeah, and they're important books as well. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. 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 Because life isn't all just sunshine and roses and unicorns and rainbows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
skipping through the daisies. <laughs> <laughs> Darn anyway, although, you know, those don't make that great of books, really. Right. All right, Norelle, what you got? Well, I'm going to go to light and breezy and fun. <laughs> no trigger warnings needed for this book. And I'm going to talk about Plan B by Erin Stevenson. So this is book one in her St. Clair family series. Mm -hmm. And it's set on a Caribbean island pretty much. That's based. They're based out of St. Louis in Missouri, but we end up on a beautiful tropical island. So it's just if you're looking for that amazing sort of beach read escape with a fun story that will have a smile on your face, then this is your book. So Kelsey is a pet sitter in um, St. Louis and she's a jilted bride who paid for her own, her own honeymoon. So she decides that she's not going to waste this money she spent on her honeymoon. She's going to go and do it alone. Now, not only do we have a jilted bride, we have a jilted groom. So Landon is... Um, a law, he's a lawyer. He's a partner in a firm in St. Louis and he was jilted somehow. I don't know how he got jilted. I think she was slightly crazy, <laughs> his former fiance. But anyway, he was jilted. Adorable. Yeah. Yes. And um, so he's on a solo trip to um, the Caribbean as well. Now, there's a bit of a catch with this because this all sounds fine. Like you can just go on holidays in the Caribbean and have a lovely time, except they're going to a honeymoon island. And so it's for honeymooners, not just for anybody. And so is this lovely older couple. And I wrote their note. They've been married for 53 years. And they basically bought this island when they won the lottery. And it's basically designed as a honeymoon island. So, of course, when Landon and Kelsey turn up, guess what? They are the only singles on the island that are staying there. So there's just so much fun that happens with this story. They get paired together. There's possibly a bit of insta-love because, I mean, we are in a vacation romance setting, so things will happen a bit faster than may happen in a normal time frame book. But, I mean, that's all, as far as I'm concerned, that's a lot of the fun relates to the fact that it's the close proximity in this gorgeous romantic setting where they're meant to be blissfully happy and they've both got some pretty deep emotional wounds that are being licked and trying to be healed at the same time. So it was just a lot of fun and it was just a lovely book to read if you're looking for that sort of nice fun escape from real life. In the it sun. was a fun yeah. read. I picked that up in a, a box set of, I think, the first three in that series and enjoyed yeah. all. And yeah, plan B, right? Because their plan A was to marry whoever they yes. were going to marry. Yeah. So yes. here we are, jilted. Yeah. Yeah. And here, what does plan B look like? So yeah. yeah and that, that older couple who run the island. Yeah. I read They're that one. A piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. I read that one earlier in the spring um, because I had thought we were going to do another episode on um, beaches or something. And then Valerie was yes. like, we, we just did a beach episode. I'm like, oh, just kidding. Not doing a beach episode again. <laughs> Next summer, we can do a beach reads episode. <laughs> I love beach reads. <laughs> So yeah, and that that one was fun though. It was it, it's a little bit reminiscent of now. I'm putting my foot in it. Uh, there was a whole series of novellas put out a few years ago about yes. it uh, with the tropical orange matchmaker, yes. matchmaker yeah. Uh, island. Yeah, Krista Phillips and, and Krista yeah. Phillips were in there. Yeah, that was a cute one. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of was primed and ready for another yeah. uh, Caribbean type. Uh, yes island where people are setting you up totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. 
All right. Well, we're going to go with my second one from the Caribbean over over to Alaska. Um, <laughs> slight change in plan. I have my scarf. It's winter in Australia. I'm there. <laughs> um, and this I read Wild About Denali by Sarah Blackard. Um, it is not romantic no. suspense, which is what I tend to associate her with. Um, but this is not. It's got a rom com cover. Um, which might just be because it feels like everybody's doing the drawn people covers, even if they're not rom-coms anymore now. But anyway, it's a drawn people cover. So my, oh, I'm like, is it a rom-com? I don't know. Um, for me, I don't consider it a rom-com, but I can be a tough sell, like on things that people think are rom-commy. It didn't, it didn't have the pratfalls and stuff that are popular in rom-coms, in which case A+. plus. But anyway, there were amusing moments, but I was not holding my sides, gasping for air. Um, it is the last time that happened? Um, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, but it is, um, it is just sweet. Uh, there's zero faith at all in it, which was disappointing because... Uh, the other books by her that I've read had such huge, really good faith arcs. And then this one is, I mean, and there's a place for it. And we talked about that in our, you know, intro guide, but I was expecting because it's Sarah um, for there to be a pretty solid faith arc. And there is not one. Um, it's sort of, um, it is a wildlife rescuer. Think like um, the crocodile hunter. Uh, or mm -hmm. at this point, maybe his son. <laughs> yes. And um, he is uh, doing filming the last episode of his show. And he's planning to step back from the, sh the filming and just open a wildlife rehabilitation center in Alaska. Um, and but he is working with Denali is the name of the woman and also a place in Alaska. And I don't think it's set in Denali in Alaska, but anyway, Denali is also the name of the girl. Um, she runs a dog rescue slash training facility and they're the last stop on his thing. But he also talks his producer into doing like a short series on their work um, at the animal rescue, which is good and bad for various reasons that are, probably spoilery. So, um, uh, she Denali is a single mom to a, I didn't write down his age. He's probably eight, eight or nine. Um, he is a, one of the smarter than average precocious kids, uh, who also conveniently is into wildlife rescue. So he has a little menagerie in their backyard of various animals that he has is in the process of nursing back to health. Um, so he bonds immediately with um, the dude whose name I didn't write down. <laughs> hate when that happens. Um, you know, and so it's really cute though, because one of the things that I liked, which uh, what she did uh, is that since he's moving to Alaska, like he was very clear the whole time. He's like, I'm not interested in you because of your kid. He said, and if things, you know, effectively, if things don't work out with us, I hope you'll let me still be around your kid because I love your, your kid. We're friends in a, you know, in a not squeaky grown person with kid friendship, but like a good, like I will, he's interesting. We're interested in the same things. I hope you won't 
take me out of the equation if we don't work out, which I appreciated because like, I always think it's sad when kids lose out on that, that influence of someone right. who, who gets them, uh, if a relationship mm. doesn't fail. Um, so it was, it was good. A little bit of hate to love vibe, single mom vibes. It's Alaska, which I always love. Um, that was cute. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Does that mean if it's Alaska and it's cold that there's no snakes in the wildlife? Because that's what I, the first thing I always think of with wildlife sanctuaries is snakes. I, <laughs> I don't know that, why that goes to my head straight away. I believe yeah. that I remember reading that there are not snakes native to Alaska because it is never really warm enough for them to yeah. be happy. But I could be wrong. Um I don't know, but I, I, I just assumed because yeah. you don't like, I know that you and snakes belong we're, on the opposite sides friends. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured friends. for you to be talking about a wildlife sanctuary, I'm thinking yeah. you would, I think you'd have trouble doing that in Australia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is like bald eagles and moose, yeah. and, you know, grizzly bears. Yeah. Grizz- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grizzly bear. There is actually a bear in this story. So if you want to read about a bear, no, ah, there's a bear. Yes. Oh, okay. Is this, now is this one categorized as CCR? Was no. it categorized as clean and wholesome? It's just, yeah, just clean, clean yep. and wholesome. Um, yeah. So, but it, it sounds was, good. Yeah. It was really cute. It was cute. And there's a whole series. It's the uh, Denali has two other sisters. So I haven't gotten okay. to those yet. Also but it, named for mountains in Alaska. It, no, but they did have weird names, but not, 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 not yeah. <laughs> they were not names that I would have named my children, but they, yeah, they had unique names, I guess I should say not weird, but <laughs> all right, Valerie, what is your last one? Um, I recently read Hometown Promise by Marilee Wren. It's the first book in her Kellersburg series which is about the Keller family who founded Kellersburg. Uh, Julianne is in the process of taking over the family retail business from her alcoholic father. Mm. Now, nobody is admitting that he has an alcohol problem. They are just kind of covering it up, kind of easing aside or whatever. But they know, the family knows. Probably other people know, but nobody talks about it. So Lucas moves to town. He joins the choir and he's cast opposite her in the winter play. Now, problem is they were in the same drama program back in college and he was often drunk and once came on to her rather strongly and rudely while drunk. And he doesn't oops. remember that. Yeah. But Ooh, double does. oops. Yeah. Big oops. <laughs> so he doesn't know yeah. why this woman he just met hates him so much. Um but she doesn't think how could he possibly have changed like why is he in church why is he like in the play why is he like why doesn't he just go back lightning not striking him if he's in the church yeah Yeah, Yeah. exactly so how can she believe that he's changed even though after time goes on it truly seems like he has changed because after all her father has never conquered his addiction (laughs) So how could, how could how Lucas? Could anyone, sure. Yeah. Well, I guess today it's three for three for trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> Valerie's been doing the heavy reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, and it wasn't really heavy. And yet 
if alcohol stuff is a trigger for you, if, if seeing people in struggling with addiction is a trigger for you, then this might be one you want to pass with. But see, I have a variety of trigger warnings today, right? They're not all the same. <laughs> I thought yeah. the topic was handled well. The romance was believable. Um, it's in the story. It's been six years since Lucas quit drinking and, and his, his arc on that is backstory but it's believable at least to me um somebody maybe who's right into that may see flaws and i don't know but to me it seemed believable and enough in the past that um that i could i could let him start here yeah um how old is he in the book i do not remember that because if he was mid twenties or even late twenties, and it's six oh, years, yeah. then that's then he's pretty much an average bloke in many respects. Like honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. he went. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing if it's been six years since he came clean and they knew each other in college, yeah, he's probably late twenties. I don't, I don't remember specifically, but I'm, I'm yeah. guessing it would be about in their thirty tops. Yeah, so it's probably the issues with her father and the alcohol addiction not being addressed is probably the trigger yeah. in this particular situation yeah. yeah yeah and then of course that all does yeah. play yeah. into the story as it, as it goes down along but at, at first she's just like she's she's a nice girl she's pretty she's what well, you know she's in the church she's great she gets nowhere and she's just like Bleh! and he has no idea like what did i do right right so well, he did, <laughs> but so yeah, that was, uh, that's my third Excellent. for today. All right. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, it does. It does. Mary, yeah. I think does well with, uh, she's another one. I've just been really getting into her books. Um, not, not a lot, but some, um, cause she has tons, but she, yes. is, she is good at, um, putting in those deeper issues without, without making them heavy um yeah. addressing them thoroughly but they're not like you're not at the end of the book going oh you know <laughs> yeah still a light happy story it's not yeah you know, yeah I agree she does tackle some she's she's not what you would call a light fluffy read no um, there's depth yeah but um but Jesus shines through yeah loud and clear yeah. in her can you shine loud and clear? Well, anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I've been, yeah, I've been reading Merrily. It must be 20 years. I'm certain because she's been, she started writing for Love Inspired back in the yes. early days. Yeah. So I think I've her, been reading, yeah. Some yeah. of her books are, um, are uh, reprints of her old ones, like reissued. Um, yeah. And she's, she's also been writing some new stuff in the last few years so it, it's a mix but she does have quite a few books out so if you're one who likes to really go through an author go through an author's backlist boy I tell you Marilee's got a backlist for you yes, yes. <laughs> she does. and a good backlist yeah. yeah and there's a lot of variety in um, settings she has yeah. some this is I want to say Iowa Ohio somewhere in there um all the vowels somewhere yeah. in there she has some in montana she has some in connecticut she has some in florida she like yeah, she's all, she's she's all Nebraska. yeah, yeah. Oh. so if you looking for something like that she's she's got it probably, probably. got it yeah oh. 
We would love to know what you have been reading lately. Tell us in the comments. And also um, our back to school kickoff, um, back to school giveaway kickoff is on Monday. So if you are not a regular Inspi Romance blog reader, inspiromance.com, um, now's a great time to start. So we're yes. going to kick off the fantastic giveaway for the next month. Starting Monday, every comment on every blog post is an entry. There's paperbacks, ebooks, and some fun swag up for grabs. So we hope you'll join us over there and then stick around even when we're not doing a big giveaway because we're fun. We are. We're amazing. <laughs> if you like the show, then you'll love us even more over there. Yes. Or at yes. least almost as much or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> and you may so even find some of the books we've been talking about are actually in the giveaway. Right. You yes. Might, you might find that. I think you will. Probably. More than likely. I think, I think that Emily Dana Botris is. is. Oh. Melody. Pretty sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. So thank you for joining us today at Story Chats. Um, don't forget to leave a comment over on YouTube or on the Facebook page. Let us know what you thought, what you've been reading. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.